It's a mean age. But it is going to be a beautiful future as long as we don't f*** it up. I'm Brian McWilliams, and this is Mean Age Daydream, where I bring you unfiltered comedy, criticism, philosophy, and politics with a Mean Age Daydream. All right, guys, welcome to Mean Age Daydream, a special Friday edition of Mean Age Daydream that was inspired because we were chatting with Annie Schoonover over at Crowd Health, kind of doing a little bit of a, a background chat with him about the company that he's put together. And I thought, yeah, this is such a fascinating topic because it ties into the insurance marketplace, even though Crowd Health is not insurance, but it ties into and undermines, let's say, the evils of the insurance uh, marketplace. Mm-hmm. And when I talk about at least on my show, a lot of it is focused on how we're going to do a, a little bit of a better future and how we can communicate the ideals of the free market, the ideals of libertarianism in a way that's going to be inspiring and a way that's actually practical that can be put into place. So I think Andy's got a fantastic opinion on that. We're going to get into in just a minute. Uh, I'm joined as well by John Odermatt, my compatriot here of Lions of Liberty Network. John, howdy. What's going on, gentlemen? Looking forward to a, uh, a riveting conversation today. And I mean, you know, you guys have heard us talk about crowd health on our, on our shows, and we've been, you know, advertising. And you know, we don't just take any advertiser. This is something that I think, you know, I don't want to speak for Brian, but I will speak for him. Uh, it's something that we're both, you know, excited about this concept because, you know, as, as Brian was saying, you know, as libertarians, as you know, people who are freedom loving individuals, we look for ways that. That we can fight back, that we can actually, you know, make an impact, make a change, um, you know, with our day to day living, how we live our life, and the choices that we make. And often, politics is not the way, but this is this is another avenue. Yeah, most definitely. So, Andy, welcome to Mean Age Daydream. As we were chatting a little bit before, I I'd love it if you just kind of kicked it off by saying a little bit about yourself, background, and then how Crowd Health came into being and how to you know popped into your mind, what inspired it. Yeah, uh, man, background, um, you know, pr- pretty, pretty boring upbringing. I'd say, you know, the, the kind of the fun starts, uh, probably my late twenties, I was out at Stanford for P school and, uh, and it was 2006. So that was the age of like Steve jobs was still around, saw him multiple times in and around campus. Um, Andy Grove, who started Intel was a professor, like it was just crazy out in, in Silicon Valley. And, um, fun, funny enough, between my first year and second year of business school, we actually rented out our house to Mark Zuckerberg. So I know he's not a huge, <laughs> you know, libertarian or, you know, a fan of libertarians, but if you've seen the social network, uh, there was a there, the subplot of this of the that movie was Eduardo had to go get like sixteen or eighteen thousand dollars to pay these guys for their house. Well, that was my house, so that's my like <laughs> fifteen seconds of fame. And did you um, find anything weird that he left behind? That's what the crowd really needs to Man, know. Man, absolutely, I did. Funny <laughs> enough, like I had like Facebook business plans were left around, and <laughs> so he's a ca- um, so he's really careful with his uh, with his business, obviously. <laughs> yeah, and you know, it was like back then you had to have like had a dot edu email address to be a part of Facebook. So we were all like, oh, this company is nothing, you know, like no big deal. Right. And so it turns into, you know, what it is today. So, um, you know, went, went to Stanford, uh, came out of there, actually bought a little company, healthcare company, and of all places, Dayton, Ohio. So all my Silicon Valley friends were like, okay, so you're moving from Silicon Valley to Dayton, Ohio. Much loved to the folks of the Midwest. 
I'm a Midwesterner. I'm from St. Louis originally, not ripping on them, but Dayton, Ohio is not the number one place a 28 year old is going to go um, <laughs> to to pick up girls. But fortunately, I did meet my wife there. Um, we have two little girls now, so it's been good. So ran that company for seven years. Started out with like 20 people, ended up with like 300 people in six years, six and a half years. So it was just awesome. Uh, it was negative 12 degrees the day we sold the company. And so it was, I kind of joke with my wife. It was like the day I, I realized that that God did not intend for people to live in Ohio in the winter time. So headed down to, <laughs> to Austin and, um, and yeah, and, and through kind of like a really screwed up situation with my little one's, uh, health where she had a, a hole in her eardrum, went to the, to the uh, hospital, got that fixed health plan came back and said it was medically unnecessary. Um, and so they stuck me with the $8,000 bill. I mean, she doesn't um, need two functioning ears. I mean, no, if I'm just, just devil's just, advocate yeah. here, if I'm the insurance company, she's clearly got more than one. Well, just like if a kidney failed, she's the, got more than one. The ears the are a luxury. They're luxury items. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. The ear nose You're doctor, actually, he, he delayed his vacation by a day to do this because he was so worried about her ear. And so mm. um, so I got stuck with an $8,000 bill. And so it's like, at that point, I was like, screw this, man. Like, you know, I'm I'm not into uh, in, into being dictated what I can and can't do with my health care. And so I'm going to be uninsured. So my family and I have been uninsured for the last two and a half years. And that kind of culminated into crowd health, which is basically allowing people who are tired of health insurance um, to really, you know, be able to operate outside. And I say, you know, out, out delightfully uh, uh, operate outside of, of health insurance. We're not controlled by health insurance companies or governments like we get to dictate what our healthcare looks like. It's between us and our doctor and get these big organizations out from underneath our, our healthcare. So um, that's the kind of the quick version of how crowd health came to be. Um, but, you know, it seems like every, you know, all these, these um, companies who um, have entrepreneurial ideas, they come out of some kind of hardship, right? Like, yeah. Hey, this sucks. I've got to figure it out. Let's go do it. And so that's what we're in. We're, we're in the arena, you know, Sweating blood and tears <laughs> to to to, uh, to really try to upend you know the United Healthcare's Cigna's and Aetna's of the world. Yeah, so tell us a little bit more about how it works. I, you know, one of the things that we're fascinated by again is the voluntary aspect of crowd health. Yeah, it is dependent on. Yeah, as you said, it is dependent on the crowd. It reminded me, as I mentioned, a little bit of the old kind of guild healthcare systems in which they would have a doctor that would uh, you know basically work with all the different guild members. They'd throw in and kind of support each other before insurance mm -hmm. was a thing. So it was reminiscent of that to me. But I'm curious about not only, you know, getting that buy-in and building it, how you built out the community to begin with, and also getting the buy-in from the healthcare community. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's interesting. I say it's kind of like back to the future. Like, as you were kind of saying, like, back in the olden days, like hundreds of years ago, right? Like, if somebody in our community got hurt, we would all gather around them and help mm -hmm. them out. Um, and so, you know, back in the in the 70s, the, the government kind of got in between us and our neighbor, Um and the insurance companies as well and said, Hey, you don't need to worry about your neighbor. I've got that. Right. I mean, I think the government have been, has been doing that for the last 50 years in terms of like us and other people in our community, the poor in our community, the, you know, it's like they've taken away our ability to be generous because like, Oh, we got that. Just, you just pay taxes and trust us. We'll take care of them. Right. And so it's, um, it's really, has kind of screwed up our, our just sense of generosity. And so we kind of trying to break that back so that the mechanics of how this actually works is, um, it's 175 bucks a month. You put it into an account. We take, um, 40 bucks a month as a subscription fee. That's the way we make money. 
Um, and then the rest of it just stays in that account and accumulates over time. And so if Brian has a, a health issue, let's just say it's $5,000, then Brian will pay the first 500 bucks. And then we will go around to just say 45 other people and say, hey, will you give 100 bucks to Brian to help him with his whatever? Um, and then you can say yes or no. And if you say yes, then $100 goes from your account to Brian's account so that Brian ultimately has enough money to pay for his health event in cash, which is really, really important. Mm -hmm. And I can explain that in a minute. Yeah. But you can so, say, so okay. Andy, Andy, just to dig into that Sorry. for a minute there, just to, like, <laughs> to un understand how it works. Like, uh, So is, is it actually as simple as you get like a notification on your phone? You know, someone in the community has this health event. They need a hundred dollars. Yes or no? Is that is that really how simple it is? Yeah, it's it's that simple. And you, well, you well, get it about once a month. It's a once okay. a month ask. So it's not follow up question. Every yeah. single day. It's like we don't want to overburden you with you know every single day you have to evaluate this. Like that's not how this how this works. It's it's about once a month. Hmm. Well, then, oh, did you have a second question though? Um. I, I can pivot. I kind of cut you off in the middle of your answer. I, I just wanted wanted to dig in there. I don't know if you want to continue with the rest of that. Yeah, know. just one real quick. Like it is voluntary, right? So I can give to Brian or I can say no. And so it's like, why would I give to Brian if you know you have a broken mm -hmm. arm or whatever? This is not like a heart tugger. It's not a pediatric, you know, cancer case or something. And so when Brian asks the community for um, for crowdfunding, it's basically crowdfunding. What we see is how how good has Brian been of, of a community member in the past? So we show, you know, has he said yes to other people or has he said no to other people, right? Mm. And so if Brian had said yes, 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 and he'd been a good community member. And so I more than likely will give to Brian. If he says no, 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 then I'm not going to give to Brian because He's been a pretty crappy, you know, community member. And so there's this kind of sense of community that I think happens in different ways in our communities, you know, in our neighborhoods, right, um, mm -hmm. that, that drives this. And so that's what has made this, um, you know, just super efficient. Yeah. How many I members love that. does Crowd it's, it's Health almost, have? Oh, sorry, go ahead. It's almost like your uh, your Uber score, you know, your Uber passenger yeah. score. If if you you know throw up in someone's car or spill something or you're rude or you don't tip, you're, you're not going to get a good score, and then people <laughs> want to pick you up. So yeah. that's that's the free market. I mean, that's uh, that's voluntarism. That's uh, yeah, that's great. Yeah. We were inspired by Uber and eBay mm -hmm. and Amazon and all these kind of companies that have these kind of reputation scores that mm -hmm. help us decide who we are going to support and who we're not going to support. And so um, we have thousands of members now that use this. Um, this you know way of doing things, which you know some people are like, wow, that's weird. I'm not I'm not into this. But some people are like, yeah, this is great. Like I prefer this than you know a health insurance plan arbitrarily telling me what is and what is not medically necessary. I actually trust a community of my my peers that to, to have a better sense of of what they want to pay for and what they don't. Yeah. And, and it does it work out. I mean, did you have to have discussions with doctor's offices or is it just basically, look, the doctors all have a, a premise wherein they can somebody can come in and pay cash, period, outside of the insurance system? I mean, is it something you negotiate or is it just kind of an understood uh, modus operandi? Yeah. So the interesting thing we're, we're getting um, the, the last date I looked at, we're getting 72 percent better rates for mm -hmm. bills over a thousand dollars than health plans. Um, and the way that we're doing this is we're offering cash at the time of care. So if I go in and I say, hey, doc, here's cash, right? Or credit card or whatever, right? Like they're super excited about that because 
They don't have to deal with health insurance plans. They don't have to bill health insurance plans. They don't have to, they spend about 30% of their time dealing with health insurance plans. They don't want to do that. So imagine like you guys are like really good at what you all do. Imagine if you had like a little parrot on your shoulder saying, you can't do that. You can't do that. Do it this way. Do it this way. Right. You're like, dude, buzz off, bro. Like, Mm. let me do my job. Like, this is what I'm good at. This is what, you know, God has skilled me with. And so they just love the fact that somebody's just going to come in and say, hey, it's between me and you. It's not the government. It's not the insurance companies. And so they love us. These docs love us more than more than anything. Um, and oftentimes we'll call them beforehand. We're like, hey, this is a, you know, in, in Austin recently, we had an ACL tear. And and so um, the doc is going to be like, yeah, it's going to be like 22 grand. And so we called them and we're like, hey, you know, what if we pay you in cash? And, you know, what if we moved it from this big hospital to the surgery center? And I think we got it for like 11,000. So oh, wow. it was like half. Of, yeah. of what it would be wow. if, if, you know, what the health insurance plan would pay. So it just shows you like super inefficient. Our healthcare market is wickedly inefficient because there's no consumerism. Like we, we mm-hmm. we're, there's no hand that's pushing down prices. In fact, there's two hands that are pushing up prices. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I would think just the administrative costs, obviously, of all the middlemen going back and forth with the insurance companies. But then also from the doctor's perspective, I have to think, you know, because I've heard these stories about doctors not wanting to take certain Medicare, not, you know, because they have to wait, they have to get approvals. It takes mm-hmm. forever to get paid. So just for them, for their bookkeeping matters, you'd think just having cash in hand has got to be such an attractive thing right off it's the bat. Huge for them. Yeah. Money, money loves speed. Money loves yeah. speed. And uh, yeah, you're, I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, the health, the health insurance industry has been the opposite of that. It's just slowed the, the uh, transaction of, of money back and forth down more and more over the years. I'm, I'm curious when you look at your, your crowd health, you know, pool, your, your community mm-hmm. members, you have thousands of people, um, both from like a demographic standpoint, you know, you can talk about age of, uh, the, you know, the, the mean age or whatever, but from, you know, what people do, do, do you tend to see more entrepreneurs, more freelancers, or do you see some people, you know, starting to maybe, you know, opt out of their corporate health insurance and, uh, and go with crowd health? Yeah, we have, um, I don't know what the latest numbers are, but it was the last time I looked, it was about 20% of people are opting of our customers are opting out of corporate health insurance. Um, we have about 50% of our people who are uninsured that now have actually an option where they're like, okay, yeah, this is, this is an option I can actually, you know, pay for and, and I can get excited about. Um, and then we have a bunch of Cobra people and health shares and a, a bunch of other kind of a mishmash of the, of the rest. But our, our folks are in their mid thirties, generally, you know, 36, um, 60% are single, 40% are married skewed a little bit more male than it is female. Um, mm-hmm. you know, it's like if you, if you read the book crossing the chasm, um, you know, there, it's a really interesting book about like entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. Our, our vision, our kind of visionary group is this mid thirties male mm-hmm. libertarian group. Um, because they are less risk averse and they won't, they, they're, they're tired of these big organizations ruling over them. Right. And so we allow, we give that back to them, the healthcare, give that back to them. And so that's what they're so excited about. It. How does it work? Just a quick aside. So if you're a, if you're a family man, you said, you know, you started this because you had an issue with your kid. How does that, that plan work? Let's say if you wanted to use crowd health to cover a family, how would that, what would that look like? Yeah. It's six ninety five for a family of four or more. So it doesn't matter if you have four or eight, it's six ninety five. dollars Call the Duggar family, get them on. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> you know, we, we had a family of eight sign up just the other day. So that's, yeah. we, we love those families. So it's, it's super easy. And then, you know, regardless of how many people you have in your family, you get, um, 
in addition to us just crowdfunding these big events, we also crowdfund one wellness event per per year. So that can be a pediatric visit, OBGYN, primary care. And we're actually ad- adding vision, dental um, mm. to to the plan starting in uh, 2023. So um, yeah, it's it's a great group. It's a great demographic because it's it's younger and it's we're getting a lot of like active injuries and not a lot of illnesses right mm-hmm. so these are acl tears and things like that which are are kind of relatively less expensive than you know cancers and things right. like that that you see with the 40s and 50s and and look these are these are self-selecting these are just it's not like we're targeting 30 year olds it's just like the 30 year olds 20 year olds and 30 year olds are the ones self-selecting in but it's a it's a super low demographic or super, you know, uh, kind of low illness demographic. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm curious if you did have somebody sign up who does have a pre-existing condition, be it you know, diabetes or maybe mm-hmm. even cancer or something like that, how, how, would, how would that be handled? Would they be covered the same way up front when they sign up or, or is there something different with how that's handled? Yeah, it's, it, there's there's difference. So you own your own pre-existing conditions for the first two years, and then the community will help you after that. And that just mm-hmm. keeps people from saying like, "Hey, I, I've got," you know, we we just kind of call it medical debt. You know, it's like health debt in, in yeah. essence. Like, hey, something's going wrong with me. I'm going to stick it on somebody else. We just don't think that's fair, right? Like, if you yeah. want to be a part of the community, then you need to own you're part of the, the of, of that. And then the community will help you after a couple of years of you, you owning it. So, you know, and, and we, we've had a couple people who like, you know, had a bad knee forever and just was like, Oh, I'm just going to jump in and try to stick the community with it. And, um, and so that's why we were like, you know, it's, it's hard to have a bad knee for two years. So it's just really hard right. to pe- for people to transfer their, their health debt onto other people. It's just, uh, we, I just don't think it's right. So yeah. um, that's how we, we keep away from it. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, tell me a little bit about, have you had issues working with the you know, governments? Uh, have you had any issues working with healthcare boards that have come after you? You know, mm-hmm. public relations smears. I'm very curious here because I would imagine anytime you've got something that's going to upset the apple cart and an apple cart that pays so well to so many people, as you said, the administrators, you're going to have pushbacks. I'm curious to hear about that. Do you get any yeah. mean, mean tweets, people? Oh, man, <laughs> for sure. For sure. It's like, I, I can't, I tell the team, I'm like, look, if we got mean tweets, then we're, we're doing something right, right? right. Like, we, we've got to upset the apple cart. There's, as you said, the healthcare system, it's a $4 trillion system. It, it pays a lot of bills. It feeds a lot of families. Like, I get it. I get if, if you know, if I'm moving the cheese that people are going to be really upset with me. So we've gotten some really mean tweets. We've gotten some hit jobs on podcasts. They, they're typically super lefty leaning who are just like mm-hmm. Medicare for all or nothing. And I'm like, no, keep government out of my life. I don't I don't want government, especially in my health. Um, and so we've, we've had a, a regulatory a state regulatory agency that has has approached us. But man, like we built this knowing that they would come, not if. And all of the things that we do, we don't touch your money. The money goes into your account. Um, we make it voluntary. It truly is like a, a kind of a, a GoFundMe for health events. I could say that, you know, without any you know hesitation, other than right. like a year ago with the whole truckers thing. Now I can't say that, but you know what I mean? It's like a, <laughs> It's like a crowdfunding platform for health events only. And it's a dedicated group of people who are willing to help as opposed to kind of a random throw out a link and hope people show up. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like a dedicated, you know, crowdfunding platform for healthcare expenses only. It's worked well. We've had like 1,200 bills, I think, or maybe more than that now, 1,300 bills 
um, and all of them have gotten funded thus far. Um, and so it's working really, really well. That's awesome. Yeah. It's really awesome to hear that nothing's, that nothing's fallen through the cracks, that the community is responsive in that way. But I do think that there's, there's so much to be said for just going back to the concept of kind of the volunteerism or the volunteerism in the community and people, you know, actively participating in a give and take in that you're going to be more willing, I think, when somebody, if somebody, let's say, does have a, a, an event that is a little bit more extreme, looking back and saying, okay, they've been in part of this community for five years. You know, mm-hmm. I've seen how much money they put out there. Mm-hmm. I'm willing to say, okay, this person's done good. Let's support them. You know, it's like, it really does provide a different concept, a different mentality than just somebody that says, okay, I've got cancer. I'm going to freak out. I don't know what to do. You know, I'm going to depend on this, this medical insurance cabal, which, as you said, you don't even know what they're going to cover necessarily. You right. could get dropped. I know I had issues. I'm still fighting, you know, my own issues with a uh, you know like a, a MRI I had, and it does make me very very interested to see how much the community would would cover. And I'm I'm curious to see if you're willing to share, you know, what the biggest health instance or or the biggest health uh, issue that you overcame was. Because like you said, I know it's, I know the mean age is 35, 36, so it's not a lot, but I would just be curious just to hear what, you know, what really got people together. And they said, yep, we got this brother, you know, we're going to cover it. No problem whatsoever. Yeah. So far, biggest has been 160 grand brain hemorrhage. Um, Wow. Well, there you go. (laughs) um, That's a lot of money. (laughs) But, you know, we, we have, uh, we have some cancer cases right now that'll probably be more than that. But Mm -hmm. again, it's, it's not, we're not at all worried about the, the community being able to, and here's the funny thing, right? Is. This was just a couple weeks ago, actually probably like six weeks ago. We had a, a 19 year old who was swimming, got her hand caught in the prop of a boat, took off four of her fingers. Jeez. Right. And so we sent out something that said, Hey, this is what happened. Would you all be willing to give? Right. Mm-hmm. And dude, we had people come back and say, I'll give more. Like I'll give more to that person. Like, mm-hmm. can I help her? Like, what else can we do? Right. Mm-hmm. We had um, a miscarriage, right? Same thing. We sent out a miscarriage and people just like, feel for these people right it's like man like now i know exactly where my money is going my money is going to that woman in tennessee who got her fingers cut off and like i want to help her right like as opposed to going into like the black hole of insurance land you have no idea where it's going you know 20 percent of the time these healthcare.gov plans say no to you asking so you know it's like sucks like i want to i want to know exactly who i'm giving it to and we don't give away the name but we tell it's like a 19 year old in tennessee had her you know four fingers you know uh severed from this boat accident so it's just it's just different you know and that we also what we also are setting up little affinity groups so right now our one of our newest affinity group is the is the bitcoin affinity group which i know a lot of your listeners are are probably mm-hmm. bitcoiners given the libertarian nature of this but so it's the bitcoiners are sharing um expenses directly with each other so it's like, these are all Bitcoiners. Like we also have a, a fitness professional group. Like these are all fitness professionals. You know, like if you try to take advantage of the system, you're just screwing the other people in your community, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's whereas health insurance, it's like kind of, kind of, we're so desensitized to it. It's like, we think we're getting screwed by the health insurance companies. And so if we have a health event, we want to suck out, extract right. as much value as possible. Cause there's nobody on the other end except a big health insurance company. Right. So we're changing the behavioral dynamics of this too, which I think is like a key component of this. Yeah, yeah, you're, that, you're really bringing humanity back into healthcare. 
I mean, that's yeah. it's. It, I'm, I'm gonna I love steal the way, that from you. I'm gonna steal yeah, that. Yeah, please, from you. please do, <laughs> please do. Um, I I loved how you talked about before, like you're allowing people to be generous. Like there's mm-hmm. so so much in this world, um, we're separated from the ability to actually you know help each other and and, and build that community and help each other up. And there, I mean, there's really something to be said for being able to to be charitable and feeling good about it. I mean, that's humans need that. We need to be, you know, that be able to, to give something up in order to, you know, someone else to be lifted up. It, it makes us feel good, which is a great thing. And we need more of that in this world. Um, and well, that's so a great to, thing about to, libertarianism, right? Yeah. Like I, people say, oh, libertarians are so cold. You don't want to give to the poor. And it's like, no, no, no. I just don't want the government to tell me I have to exactly. give to the poor, right? Yeah, like, exactly. I think they're the most generous people on the planet, but it's like mm-hmm. we do it out of the goodness of our heart as opposed to like the government saying you have to give to X, Y, or Z. It's like, no, 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 at all. Like, that's not how this should work from my perspective. Yeah. I, I can't wait to see the crowd health billboard, billboard humanity back in healthcare. I'm going to, I'm going to start to cry when I see it. <laughs> I'm going to get something from my attorney. That's like somebody just copyrighted. Uh, this yeah. Program. Right. <laughs> Odie, get on that Earl, please. For us, uh, so we can sell it back yeah. to Andy. <laughs> I did want to ask you I did a, a quick question about HSAs because I know a lot of people have HSAs and is it possible to, to say, so someone has an existing HSA, are they able to cover some of these expenses with, with their existing HSA or how would that work? Yeah, they're, they're, they're able to cover the first 500 bucks of these expenses with HSAs. Um, I'm a finance guy though. And I will tell you HSAs should be held in your HSA should not be spent. Um, you should get it back when you're 64 or whatever. <laughs> like that is the most um, efficient way of using an HSA. Um, mm. Use cash out of your you know bank account as opposed to using your HSA. It's a, it's a silly way to use an HSA. Keep it in your account. Keep it in your HSA account. That's not financial advice, so don't sue me. <laughs> All right, awesome. Um, anything else that you think people should know in addition to what we've already discussed here? Um, you know, anything more you want to talk about as far as you know, well, obviously, where they can sign up, um, which you know we can we can share. Obviously, we've got a link for people as well, which is yep. you know, joincrowdhealth.com forward slash lions. But anything additional you want to talk about what you have plans for? Is there anything else you were looking to add on? You said community groups are already in existence, but what's coming next for what you put together here? Yeah, I mean, I think that the thing that um, is the biggest barrier to people trying something like this that's new, right? I mean, we're a year and a half in, so we're, we're fairly new, is, is what happens with like the big event, right? We kind mm-hmm. of talked about it a little bit, but... One of the things that I think is really interesting, I kind of mentioned it earlier, but, um, you know, these healthcare.gov plans, these marketplaces, these statewide marketplaces, you know, we're in open enrollment right now. So everybody's thinking about healthcare. Um, it's about, t- about one out of five claims are denied. You know, similar mm-hmm. to my story earlier, it's like one out of five. So you have a 20% chance, which doesn't sound like a lot, but if it's a hundred thousand dollar bill, you don't want to be that 20% chance. Right. And so, you know, it's, I think it's more risky to go with health insurance plans than it is to go to, to ground health from, from my perspective, my family's on it. You know, I, I, uh, I don't just say it like we're, we're actually, you know, customers and, and use it. And so, um, as you're kind of thinking through this, like, is it really more risky to go with, you know, crowd health, you know, new crowd health than with United healthcare. Um, and like 75% of our people are like libertarians, um, interestingly. Um, and so you're, you're in a group of people who are young, who are healthy, who are not having big expenses. That's a group of people that you want to be a part of, as opposed to a group of people that are not young and not healthy and not treating their bodies the way it should be treated. 
And so we do think we have, you know, kind of a, a leg up on your typical, you know, health insurance plan. So, you know, we'd love for y'all to join us. Yeah, Lion is is the promo code. It's six months, uh, 99 bucks a month, which is, you know, an awesome deal. And we can offer it that low because typically what we're seeing in the first six months is people just, you know, don't get sick that much. Um, yeah. And so um, it works out really great for the entire community. All right, you heard I think, that. I guys. think the promo so code is actually. Our, <laughs> I, I, I got to correct both of you. I think you both got it wrong. What Brian how? said a link. It, it, the link is joincrowdhealth.com, and right. it's promo code Lions. So that's Lions. Uh, Lions. There we go. So yeah, jo- yeah. There you go. Uh, yeah. So our audience out there of sickly people, let's uh, <laughs> let's upset this. Let's let's bring this company down. No. <laughs> no. I mean, it really does sound just uh, fantastic. I'm in awe of what you've done. And just, you know, from the perspective of a libertarian or a free market company coming up and, and doing something new and original, it's nice to see people that are in our way of thinking and our philosophy be able to start companies, take the entrepreneurial way, because we don't have enough stories like this of people that are going outside of government and doing something in a brand new way that's inspiring, that's bringing in the community, and that, uh, you know, hopefully this will inspire other people to take a chance and figure out something that they can do within their own sphere of influence, or as you said, stemming from something that just has pissed them off yeah. and they've got to make it better. So, uh, yeah, yeah absolutely. great job, Andy. It's been an awesome talking to you. Thanks for, uh, for coming on. Thanks for what you're doing with crowd health and, uh, looking forward to see what's going to happen with the company. Thanks y'all. Appreciate it. Yeah. John, Thanks. anything to add? Nothing to add. I, I agree with you, Brian, 100%. <laughs> All right, excellent. So for me, Brian McWilliams from John Odermatt and from Andy Schoonover at Crowd Health. Again, join crowdhealth.com, promo code Lions, guys. I want to uh, to wish you a wonderful day. Thank you for tuning into Mean Age Daydream. Keep those electric eyes on me, babe, and keep that ray gun to my head.